Hey, good day, everybody. Um, this is Andrew and Brett again. Uh, getting ready to talk a little bit about uh, fantasy football once again. And uh, certainly we can't ignore the fact that we are uh, under some uh, really interesting circumstances right now with the uh, coronavirus that's uh, impacted the sports world in a way that we've never seen. It's uh, usually our, our favorite time of the year with so many things going on between golf and baseball and obviously March Madness and includes, you know, the NFL draft. So, you know, we're, we're in uncharted waters right now. You know, we hope and pray that uh, things start to clear up and, and, and get better. And uh, we're certainly thinking of everybody and their families out there. Brett, how you doing? Doing good. And I'm sure, you know, we could probably do uh, an entire podcast, probably several just on what this has done to the sports world and, uh, different thoughts about it. But I think in, in times like this, you, you have to, I think for one's own sanity, try and have some a semblance of normalcy and talk about uh, things that you would talk normally about. Uh, and I, I think, you know, sports has always been, uh, a, a, you know, a, a good, a good measure of, uh, of what people like to talk about uh, in times of, uh, uncertain circumstances and uh yeah i think we should do that here and uh while uh you know the virus is uh is is quite concerning and uh it's affecting the world of sports oh uh, you know we're hoping that in a matter of you know weeks uh that uh football and the process and free agency and all of that stuff will resume so in the meantime uh you know we're, we're going to resume also with uh getting everyone uh ready to uh, you know, understand how to play in different aspects of, uh, of fantasy football. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think, I think it's an important thing to do is to have some semblance of normalcy and, uh, to use that as a distraction in times like this. Yeah. I'm ready to be distracted for a little while. So, you know, last week when we, when we started talking, uh, we, we were going over the differences between, a snake draft and an auction draft. And, uh, you know, I know we're getting ready for things like free agency in the NFL and talking about the draft, uh, the actual draft of football players. So, but we're going to start getting a little bit more involved in, in depth and in, in kind of what it takes to kind of get involved into in, in a fantasy football league. So that's kind of where yeah, we're I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think we'll, you know, what we want to do um, in this podcast is talk about how you, get into a league, how you can start a league, how you can create a league. And then uh, once you do that, um, you know, kind of like the scoring systems and, you know, how you determine a schedule, how you determine who the winners and losers are and, uh, and, and basic format of that. So, you know, you, you had mentioned, um, that you started, I think you said your first year in fantasy football was in 2000. That's correct. Yep. Uh, And, and, Tell everyone how how did you how did that come to be? Who did someone talk to you about it? Did you hear people talking about that? Tell us about your experience, how you first started out getting involved in fantasy football. So my friends started doing this in back in nineteen eighty eight, pen and paper era. Uh, a lot of these guys were attending college in, at Fairfield University. Uh, they got together and they started doing uh, this fantasy football league, and. Then moving on after college, as we started working, you know, we'd get together on golf outings and, and in the in the fall in particular. And these guys were all talking about football in a way that 
I never thought about football. Like, you know, I was a Giant fan. I was looking forward each Sunday to watching the Giants. These guys started talking about what was going on with every team and every player and who was doing what and who was beating who head to head. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? And, um, you know, after a while, they, they had talked about it so frequently that there came an opportunity, and I was intrigued. I, I definitely became intrigued, and, and, and I had the opportunity. Someone someone had left their league. I had the opportunity. They asked me if I wanted to join. I joined, uh, signed up signed up on the website uh, that they sent me the invitation on, and uh, the rest is history. And, and you had talked about, too, that you started with six friends back in 88, I think, as well. Yeah, in 1988, just a few friends. We had been talking about that. We've heard about fantasy sports. Uh, and then we started, and, you know, uh, it's been, you know, exciting and fun and wild ever since that with all the different leagues. And, you know, you end up meeting a lot of people in different leagues. Um, and all of that, you know, it's so funny. I was doing just a little bit of research just on fantasy football and the history of it. And, you know, they're, they're the best estimates are that almost 60 million people participate in fantasy football right now. That's, that's an astounding number. Astounding number, right? What do we have, 350 million people in this country? So that is astounding. Yeah. <laughs> that's astounding. 60 million and... You know, what we've talked about is that there are 16 million people that play, and I'm guessing there is another large group of people that want to play, they've heard about it, they feel intimidated, they really don't know, and they, they, you know, or they're younger and they're just getting into it, they're hearing about their friends and family, and they want to get into it as well. So there's a a group, but that number just is growing and growing and growing. And, uh, you know, that's the thing about fantasy football is, um, you know, we'll get into this now, is that the, the way that you get into these leagues, I mean, you you have experienced all of these things. You are uh, like a work league, a league with friends. Um, uh, and then uh, we have a friend that, that just does a, basically a family league with his family. So there are different ways to getting into fantasy football. And uh, so if you, if you were starting out and um, you heard about it and, you know, you're interested, what, what, you know, what do you think you might do? Would you, um, would you try and you think start your own league? Do you think that you would ask somebody if they were in an existing league, if you could join, if you, if you were starting out now, what, what would your be, what would your best advice be to, a newcomer wanting to get into fantasy football, how would he or she go about that? Yeah, and I think established leagues are probably something that is probably not a bad idea, especially if you know a bunch of the people in that league and it becomes an opportunity. An established league might be something that's really cool to be a part of. So if an opportunity, people dropping in and out of leagues for different reasons you know, over the years. So finding an established league with people you know, I think would be the most fun. Um, we do know that there are there is an ability to find leagues that uh, exist on there out there on the internet, on the internet that you can join as well, but that would be more an anonymous situation, or maybe you just get a, maybe there's a group of, of people that you, you know, you want to get together with, but I'd prefer to get into something that's somewhat established and and to try to, 
edge my way in there. And I think I've seen it like in my, in my, in my workplace, uh, I, I had seen like where, where guys and gals had seen us partaking in this league and, uh, they would say, hey, if you ever get an opportunity, I'd love to be part of it. And so I think that's kind of the way you can kind of edge into it a little bit. Yeah, that, there is definitely a way. And at this point, you know, with the numbers that we had just previously mentioned, previously mentioned, either you know somebody who is in a league or you know somebody who knows somebody who's in a league. It probably doesn't need to go even another further generation than that. It's almost like you you could find someone that's in a league or they know somebody who's in a league. It's probably not that difficult. Uh, Ideally, as you mentioned, you'd like to join an existing league and just enter the league uh, with their rules. So if you're a newcomer, you don't have to worry about being in a new league and then creating a new league at the same time, which you could do. So like you said, I do believe that's the easiest way is to get into an existing league that's already in place. So let's just go with that. And uh, let's talk about some of the basics of what is in the existing league. We've mentioned before that, um, you know, leagues can be eight teams or 10 or 12 or up to 14, 16, eight. And, and what, what's the reason why in fantasy football, why it's, it's, it's much easier to play with an even number amount of teams in a league? Because in, in most fantasy leagues, you want, uh, you're, you're playing in a head-to-head fashion. So each week, you are facing off against another opponent. So therefore, an even number of teams allows a schedule to be formed where if we're in a 12-team 12 12 league, there are six games each week. Uh, the schedule usually is something uh, that's arbitrarily created. Uh, so each team uh, would face off against another team, and uh, it'll flow through a schedule as the season progresses. And the reason why you have an even number of teams is because, you're, you're, you, as you said, you're having matchups. And if you had an odd number of teams, well, there would be somebody who wouldn't be able to play somebody on a given week. And you, you talked, uh, you mentioned, you touched, you touched basically on, on uh, you touched uh, quickly on um, the schedule. And while the NFL plays a regular season and then a playoffs, Fantasy football doesn't use the NFL playoffs. Fantasy football uses their regular season and their playoffs based on the NFL's regular season. Tell us, tell tell the audience what the reason behind that is. Yeah, so obviously the season, you know, we, what we try to do is we there are playoffs that need to be played after the regular seasons. So a regular season can run. Usually around 13 weeks is, is, is what we do uh, in, in the leagues that we are in. And, and then the playoffs will be played in, 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 the, in the last few weeks of the season. We, we try to avoid the last week of the season. A lot of times players get rested in that last week uh, because maybe playoffs have been decided in the actual NFL. So we try to avoid that. But, but that's, the, that's the essential reason why we do it. Um, so you have – a regular season of 13 games or so, and then you have, depending on how many teams make the playoffs, you have to play a a, a, a quarterfinal round, a semifinal round, and, a, and and in each league you have your Super Bowl. So some leagues, 
I would say the majority or majority of leagues, the vast majority of leagues, use 13 NFL season as their regular season, and then they use weeks 14, 15, and 16 of the NFL regular season as their fantasy playoffs. And then there's a small group of people that like to play it all the way out through, and they'll play 14 weeks of the NFL season as their regular schedule, and weeks 15, 16, and 17 as their playoffs. And I I think the reason um, why a lot of leagues don't use week 17 is because there are teams that uh, have their playoff spot clinched and and they won't play their their star players or they won't want to risk injury for a meaningless NFL regular season game. And and that, that could affect the fantasy football playoffs that you're in. Uh, so I guess that would be the reason why most leagues you know, prefer to use 13 weeks and then 14, 15, and, and 16 as their playoffs. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I, I, I know virtually no none of the leagues that I partake in uh, do play in week 17, but uh, I do know a few that do, but the majority do finish in week 16. And we've seen before, right? right? We, we've, we, we've seen players that maybe play one one series, for example, in week 17 and they sit down and, you know, the stats that you're going to accumulate in that period of time aren't going to be enough to, 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 to help you out in your in your ball game. And then for those that are listening and thinking and, and, and asking to themselves and would be asking us, well, if the NFL has a regular season and an NFL playoffs, then why don't we use – 17 weeks of the NFL season as fantasy football radio season and then their playoffs as our playoffs. And the reason for that is just basically that only, you know, you know, less than half the teams uh, make the playoffs. I mean, there are only 12 teams in the NFL that make the playoffs. So it really wouldn't be fair in a fantasy football league where you might be playing a game and uh, more than half of your roster is not in the NFL playoffs, so you wouldn't be able to play them. And, and somebody else, let's say, gets lucky and all of their players happen to be on an NFL team that made the playoffs. So that's the reason, right? I mean, there, there's no other way to explain it otherwise other than just saying that, you know, all the NFL teams don't make the playoffs. So that's why the cutoff usually is week 16 of the NFL season and not the NFL playoffs for fantasy football playoffs. Yeah, and it seems to work. The structure seems to work very very well seems to work very well oh i've not seen really much complaint uh with the way it is and i think uh you know it's it it it, it allows for a much smoother running uh league i think all right and well, well let's get to let's get to rosters um and as we had mentioned you know let's go with the with the what seems to be the number that's used in most leagues and that seems to be approximately 16 players and a 10-man starting lineup with a six-man bench and in just about every league with the exception of well well, I'll tell you the truth, with the exception of our league that we play in, I don't know anyone else that uses their bench to count for anything. So you have a starting lineup and you have a bench, and your starters play your opponent's starters. And if it's ten, what's the usual roster? What the? How, how does that? What's what's? How do you comprise those ten players usually? Yeah, so it would be a starting quarterback. Uh, it would be two running backs, three wide receivers. You'll hear us talk about the flex 
terminology many times, and, and flex will mean a running back, a wide receiver, or a tight end. Uh, there's the dedicated tight end position as well, a kicker, that's a place kicker, and a defense slash special teams. Okay, and uh, that's, that's, that's the basic 10, and you will have a 10-man starting lineup, and you will be playing your opponent with 10. And let's get into the scoring now. Um, it doesn't matter if you're creating a league or you're coming to an existing league. You really want to basically know what the scoring system is for most leagues uh, on position. So let's start with the quarterback position. For Let's just start out with a touchdown pass. What's the usual points credited for a quarterback for a touchdown pass? In most leagues, it's four points for a touchdown pass. And in some leagues, do they can, you know, some leagues uh, do actually count a touchdown pass as six for the quarterback, but the vast majority is four. Would you agree with that? Yes. All right. And also for quarterbacks, they assign one point for a certain amount of passing yards. And, you know, we're both in a lot of leagues. Well, what have you seen um, the passing yards for quarterbacks be? Where, where does it usually start at? What could it go to? Yeah, usually I would say it's uh, one point for every 20 yards passing. That, that's what I would say. So if, if, your, if your player happened to pass for 300 yards, they would get 15 total points for that. Okay, so uh, for the quarterback that throws for 305 yards and two touchdown passes, just by the math that we used, then that, that would be 15 points for the passing yards and two touchdown passes would be for an additional 23, for a total of 23 points. That is correct. So that's the scoring, and let's say your quarterback does complete uh, two times, you know, he has the, the yards, and he has two touchdown passes. How about for completions? Um, is that a category that is used in the leagues? For, is there a certain um, number that you have to hit, or do you ever get – Find, do you ever find a league that just gives points for every completion? How does it work with completions for quarterbacks? So I've actually never seen for every completion, but I have seen kind of a threshold for when you get to a certain amount of completions, some leagues will give you, you know, a point or two as a, what we call a bonus for that accomplishment. So if a, if a quarterback actually was able to complete, say, 25 passes in a game, uh, they would get one extra point so if as a, as, a, as a category so we call that like a bonus category and you i guess in addition to the 300 yards passing it while we're on bonus points i guess some leagues i know you're in a league or two that does have bonus for you know quarterbacks reaching a certain amount uh of yards as well you know, what, what are usually the amounts for yards is it would it be 400 it has to yeah, started 300. I, what, what would the bonus points for passing yards be? Yeah, so, some will give an additional point for 300 yards, and then if they surpass 400 yards, they may give it another bonus on top of that. So, so I've seen leagues that do that, and there are other leagues that don't play with any bonuses. All right, so if we're talking about 20, point, 20 yards per point for passing yards, four points for touchdowns, 
possible bonuses if you reach a certain amount of completion, maybe a bonus if you reach a certain amount of yards. How about if the quarterback throws an interception? Is uh, there a negative point value for interception for your quarterback? Yeah, yeah, and then in most of the leagues that I play in, if your quarterback throws an interception, there will be points deducted from his total, uh, as well as if the quarterback actually fumbles the ball. Let's say he gets sacked and and the ball is jarred loose, and he'll get penalized for that as well. Uh, basically, one or two points has been the kind of framework that most leagues work on uh, in terms of de- deducting points for a turnover. Okay, so we, we're using the basics here of 20 for uh, passing yards per point, maybe four for a touchdown, possible reaching um, bonuses for a certain amount of completions and a certain amount of yards, yards and then also a negative point or two based on you know individual leagues, what how they do it for an interception thrown and a fumble that's you know, goes against the quarterback where it's a fumble lost on the quarterback. So those are basically, is there anything else we didn't cover as far as quarterback? So we cover everything from points for and against at the quarterback position. So there's one other thing, obviously, we've left out here, and there's certain quarterbacks, especially if we look at what last year in particular, the NFL MVP was Lamar Jackson, and he certainly broke uh, an NFL record with his rushing yards. Um the quarterback position goes through different variations and transformations, but but recently we've seen some some quarterbacks come into the league and and really set the league afire with their legs. Michael Vick was one quarterback that did that in the past, and quarterbacks will get points for their rushing yards as well. Okay, and and, and that's you know uh, basically whatever the league is for rushing yards, that's basically the same thing that'll go for quarterbacks. They don't usually separate it based on position. And what do leagues give usually for a rushing touchdown, even if it's your quarterback? They'll give six? Uh, they'll get six points for a rushing touchdown. And, uh, yeah, so quarterback sneaks it in from the one-yard line. Uh, you know, he'll get six points for that accomplishment. Uh, obviously, that one yard that he rushes for will be added on to any other yards that he runs for during the game. And, you know, that we'll talk about next, you know, what 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 constitutes the rushing, okay. rushing yardage uh, in, in, in a fantasy football league. Okay, so we, we, we covered basically the points for and against for quarterback. So let's, let's move to the running back position, and uh, let's talk about um, – touchdowns what's the usual points that you get if you have a running back that rushes for a touchdown what's the touchdown value worth in most leagues most leagues it's it's six points okay and what is usually a rushing yards worth how many yards is it one per 20 like at quarterback or is it different for running back it's different for running back so generally speaking uh most leagues, I mean, every league that I'm in, it's one point for every 10 rushing yards. And, you know, you have a, um, you know, a, a receiver, a running back that catches the ball as well. Uh, would he get points for not only rushing, but for receiving yardage? Yep, he would get points for rushing uh, the yards. He would also get points for catching the ball, uh, which we would call a, PPR league, points per reception league. 
I'm not, you know, some leagues play it with one point per reception. Some leagues play a half point per reception. But per reception leagues are becoming more and more popular. Uh, in fact, I, I would argue they're becoming more of the norm. Uh, I would also say that there are a few leagues out there. We, we joke around the, about it a little bit. But in some leagues, they do give credit for the amount of carries. The amount of times the ball is rushed by a running back, points will be given for that as well. Okay, and so so a, a running back, if he, if he rushes for a touchdown, that'll be six. If he rushes, his his rushing yards is usually one point per, per one point for every ten yards rushing. And for a running back, would it be the same thing receiving? Would he get one point for every receiving yards? One point for every ten receiving yards. That's right. And if a rusher had thirty five yards rushing and 25 yards receiving how would that work would they would that would that be kept separate or would they add the rushing yards and the receiving yards and in that case you would equal 60 and give a total of six points and make that and count that as i guess as rushing slash receiving in some leagues the the yardage totals are combined uh and in some leagues they are kept separate uh, I would also mention one other thing. There are times where a, a running back could throw an option pass where the, the, the running back actually receives the ball on a handoff and actually will end up throwing it. And they would get, you know, as we talked about with a passing yards, they would get credit for those passing yards if it, if it met that threshold, say it was over 20 yards of passing. It's unusual to see that, but we have seen it in the past. Oh, so certainly. And he would get six points or four points, depending on how your league, whatever your league scoring system is, and most leagues it would be four. So even if a running back threw, happened to throw a touchdown pass, four more points for the touchdown pass, even though he's the running back position. Yeah, we saw that really cool play last year where Derrick Henry threw that little lob touchdown pass that was really cool. But, yeah, so things like that do get included, so you are getting credit for a lot of that stuff. And, and as I said, in some leagues they combine the yardage that – uh, a running back rushes and, and, and receives. And in some leagues, that, that category is kept separate. Each, each category is kept separate. And that would be, okay, that, and, that, and that would be a league decision, right? It, it, it would. And as you mentioned, uh, some leagues play full PPR, meaning that whatever position it is, running back, uh, wide receiver, tight end, quarterback, you, you get a point for every reception. Some leagues don't, even have any points per reception. They don't even count that. They don't, they don't, they don't count any points for receptions and some leagues actually give it 0.5 or half a point per reception. So that's all based on the league. If you're starting a new league, you could think about those things and create your own scoring system. Um, but th- those, are, those are basically the three. They either give you a full point for reception, half a point, or they just don't count anything for receptions and while we're talking about receptions let's go to the wide receiver slash tight end position and um so tell us about that that would be the same format you would get a full point for every reception if that if your league has it and it would be the same thing i guess as a running back if he uh, received 10 yards 10 yards receiving he would get one point would be uh, would, would that be the case basically for wide receivers and tight ends in the scoring system? Yeah, the scoring system would be the same, consistent. You know, for the two other positions that we just mentioned, wide receiver and tight end, they would get one point every ten yards receiving, one point every ten yards rushing. 
Uh, and in addition, whatever is determined that you're going to count receptions, they, they would also get attributed to those players as well. Okay, so I think uh, we, we, we've got that covered. And let's go to the positions that uh, some people love and some people do not like at all. Well, so just one thing, I just want to add one thing, and we're going to, and I agree with what you just said. Um, the other thing is we mentioned bonuses at the quarterback position. Some leagues also play bonuses for the running back and receiver receiving positions. So if a running back went over 100 yards or if a receiver went over 100 yards, there may be a bonus for that as well in some leagues. Not all, but okay, some leagues. And, 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 and typically what would a league that gives a point for a PPR and a point for every 10 yards rushing and receiving, if they got to 100, what would the bonus you know, most likely be in that and under those under under that format. Yeah, probably another another point for getting over a hundred yards, maybe two, but but basically a small a small token of appreciation for those efforts. And actually, there could leagues don't just stop at a hundred, right? For quarterbacks, in in most leagues, if they do give bonuses, it will go to four hundred, maybe four hundred and fifty, maybe five hundred yards. Passing and for running backs and receivers, it would go once it would go to 200 or 250, giving more bonus points for the rare, rare game of 200 rushing or 200 receiving, right? Yeah, that's right. Brett, also, too, have you? I mean, like some people may be thinking out there, like, okay, a guy plunges for one yard and, and gets six points, but the guy who rushes for 95 yards from the from the from the uh, from his own five yard line. Is it the same? Do you play the same points in most of your leagues? Like, how does that work? Like, is a 95-yard touchdown the same as a six, a one-yard touchdown? Well, I mean, if you're using yards, it's certainly, you know, it's not the same. But what you're getting at is a big play bonus. That's right. Yeah, so, I mean, some leagues do give bonuses for big plays, big play throws for touchdowns, rushes for touchdowns, receptions for touchdowns. They will give a bonus. Uh, usually it would start at maybe 30 or 40 yards and, you know, get a little bit more. Um, you, you get you get uh, some extra point value for the longer, you know, the play. But I don't think most leagues – have that. I think most leagues just go basically on yardage. They will give points for you know yards uh, reached as a plateau of like we were mentioning before, 100 or 200. How many leagues uh, that you're in that you know play with? Also, you get extra points for the big. I guess what would be you know coined the big play bonus. Yeah, I'd say maybe 25 to 30 percent of leagues that I'm in play play that format. Most most and it's, it's random, right? I mean, it's random what the you know considered the big play and what the point total is, right? I mean, you know, in 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 those leagues, uh, what do you think it starts at? As like a 30 yard rush reception and 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 touchdown pass or does it start at 40 like what what's the what's the starting point that you would get a bonus friend and consider the big play yeah i'd say somewhere 30 in the 30 to 40 yard range sounds about right yeah and then they get some more so some leagues i i guess the point of it is that 
you know, all leagues are different. Um, you, if you're in a league and you're starting out a league with your friends or family or coworkers or whatever, you know, you can create a scoring system that, that you want. And, uh, um, you know, different leagues do different things. And, uh, well, what's your, what's your view on the big play, you know, bonus points? Are you a fan of that? Or, you know, what's your, what's your view of that? Yeah, I'm not a. I'm, I'm I'm kind of not a huge fan of it. I mean, the leagues I that I am in, uh, I like them to some extent. If it's controlled in, in in one of the leagues I'm in, it's just way too large of a of a difference maker, and, and I don't really like that. So if it's a subtle subtle bonus, I'm okay with it. But some some leagues tend to get a little crazy with it. So I I, I tend to stay, want to stay away from that. You know, it being too aggressive a, a reward for that kind of uh, a play. Because you, as you said, yeah, I mean, you're, getting, you're I, getting the yardage, right? So that, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's basically what I was just going to say. I mean, if I have Tyree Kill and Mahomes hits him on a slant and he takes it for an 82-yard touchdown, let's figure this out. I get eight for the yardage, 82 yards, eight points. I get a point most likely for the reception, that's nine. And I get six for the touchdown. So one play, uh, you know, gets me 15 points. I think it's a bit excessive to give – large bonus points for 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 those type of plays. I could see it, I understand it, but I'm with you I think on that and uh I think if you're getting big yards, uh most likely, you know, you're going to get a lot of points from that player and then if you're playing with bonus points, you're almost assuredly going to hit the 100-yard plateau and uh even in some cases the extra bonuses as well. Yep. That's right. That's exactly right. So uh, you you were starting to. Talk. I'm sorry to have interrupted you there with the, with the bonuses. You know, we missed out on a few. Yeah, we did miss out on. A, we we you know we want to cover everything. You know, just because we may not play in a lot of leagues that do that or do these type of bonuses, we are aware of leagues that do that. So we want to kind of prepare everybody for every situation. So what I was about to talk about were kickers and and defenses, and it's really funny. I mean, you know, I. You know a lot of people that play fantasy football, and when it comes to kickers, the view is so vast. Is I know people that absolutely love the kicker spot; they think it's a big part of the game. And then I know people that vote every year to try and remove kicker from the starting lineups. <laughs> so we'll get to our views on the kicker in a few moments, but let's talk about what the, the scoring system and the points are for kickers. What's the, I guess, basics that leagues use when it comes to kickers in terms of scoring? Uh, so I think what we try to do is uh, categorize uh, the distance of the field goals and, and give points as well for extra points, which extra points are, are, are now kicked from a little further distance than they used to be kicked from. Uh, but that's worth one point in the NFL when you kick an extra point. Uh, we give you one point in, uh, in fantasy football, football if you kick an extra point. Uh, and as well, we start to move down the field, if to, uh, depending on the distance of that field goal. If a player kicks a 33-yard field goal, as uh, they'll get a certain amount of points for that. Usually we start the, the, the field goal threshold is set at, at three points and will gradually rise as the distance of the field goal increases. So 33-yard field goal, three points. Say he kicks a 45-yard field goal, probably four points. A 52-yard field goal, probably five points. 
and something above that, you know, there's probably some kind of bonus attached to kicking a, a very long distance field goal. So you can, your, your league, uh, a, like I, we were talking, you know, you can create a league, um, you know, and set up your own scoring system and leagues do that, right. They, they'll just make it as basic as possible for kickers, uh, in terms of scoring, uh, like we mentioned, or, you know, leagues do their own thing, but I, I guess if there was a basic, uh, you know, set up for the scoring, it would be 30 to 40 yards would be three and 40 to 50 would be four 50, you know, plus would be five. And then maybe a six or a seven for a 60. And, uh, I mean, that's, what, what, what that's, about the, what about the chip shots? The, the, you know, every once in a while you have those 20 yard, 25 yard field goals. That, what are they giving? Yeah. To I them? mean, when, when I was saying 30, I mean, 30, um, you know, it, does, it starts at three points, no matter where it is. It starts getting more in some leagues, or maybe in most leagues, when you get to 40. So anything from 30 and in is going to be three. And then, you know, like I said, some leagues have different scoring systems. The basic ones really don't give um, much difference with the, you know, points for kickers. But I have a little different view. I think I have a little bit of a different view than 90% of fantasy football players when it comes to kickers. And I'll, I'll give I'll give my point of view about kickers and fantasy football. And then um, I'd love to hear what, you know, your thoughts are is that I think from a fantasy football perspective, there is an art, a skill to drafting kickers. There are many, many things that go into kickers which kickers have the ability to kick a 50-something yard field goal, which coaches will allow their kicker to go out for long field goals, considering the, the turnover, the, um, the field position change that could take place on a missed field goal. Indoor kickers, warm weather kickers, these are all things that come into play when you are drafting a kicker. Getting back to the scoring system, let's go with the basic scoring system that a lot of leagues use. Um, any field goal from 35 or in is three points, and then, you know, they do, let's say, 36 to 45 is four, and then maybe 46 and above is five. Let's, you know, somewhere around then. Let's go with that. How is it possible that a 19-yard field goal, a team gets stopped at the two-yard line, and a guy comes out and he kicks a 19-yard field goal. How can a 19-yard field goal be only a two-point disparity between a kicker that kicks a 57-yard field goal? Yeah. To me, the, 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 the difference should be much more dramatic. And I believe that... Uh, as I said, there is an art, there is a skill, there are a lot of things when it comes to drafting kickers, a lot of research that needs to be done and should be done. Um, and I think it's, a, it's an important part of the game. You know, people talk, you know, you hear the best of coaches. Well, what does it take to win? Well, you got to win the three things, offensive, defense, and special teams. Well, Field goal kicking is a, is a big part of special teams in the NFL, and it's a big part of fantasy football. So 
I love the kicker aspect, and I am not a fan of leagues that just play three, four, five, six points. I think it should be spread out a little bit more. And as I mentioned, there's a skill and an art to it. And um, there's a big disparity between a uh, very short field goal and a very long field goal. And it should be more than just a, a couple of fantasy football points. And uh, let's, uh, let's just, let's, you know, hear your, your view on the kicking uh, subject in terms of fantasy football. I love that you called it an art because I think it is an art. Um, I, I am in most of my leagues do play with, relatively decent bonuses for kicking it from a, a much further distance. I, I think the thing that maybe frustrates some people is, is the arbitrariness in, in, in terms of, you know, yeah, look, there are some teams that are much more prolific. There are some teams that are more efficient, right? There, you know, one of the things that you look at is, is there are some teams that actually bog down in the red zone frequently and, and, and your kicker is kicking a lot more field goals. There are other teams that are much more efficient. And, you, and that goes back to your point about doing the research on that. Opportunity is part of that. So I think it's a very unique position. I, I, like, I like the higher bonuses as, as we were talking about for, for those really long field goals. Uh, but I think it's a position that needs to be included. Uh, I, I really love it. It's an exciting part of the game. So, uh, so I really do appreciate uh, all of the things that you said about it, and I and I share those thoughts. And you, would you agree that you know not only is there an art form to it, but like it, the, the points for kickers should be a little bit more diversified as opposed to the three, four, five, maybe six. Yeah, I, you know, I, think- I, I, I think you want to get creative, uh, you know, maybe in your tiers you, you, where maybe you, you have a few more categories of, of yards. Maybe you split it into 30 to 35, 35 to 40, 40 to 45, and, and you get a little bit more creative in that fashion. I'd say the other thing, too, you know, you mentioned warm weather, domes and, and things like that. You know, I'm one of these weather guys. I'm crazy about watching the weather. And late in, late in the season, a lot of things can happen. Um, in terms of the weather. So I'm, I'm watching that very, very closely in terms of determining if I'm actually going to roll, if I, especially if I'm running with one kicker. So some, some leagues will allow you to keep an extra, you know, another kicker. So you really, I love looking at the, you know, that, fa- that facet of the position, you know, I find to be very fascinating. And, and I, I, you know, I don't want to just, you know, I guess we could talk about, you know, kickers in fantasy football for a while. I know, I know we both do, you know, a, a fair amount of research into it. But I, but I want to say, you know, one thing as a counterpoint to the person who says, well, it's so arbitrary. Who knows, you know, what team is not going to be able to score touchdowns and what team and what particular day is going to have to hit, you know, kick field goal after field goal. And that may be true for one game. But when you're talking about an entire season and when you're talking about research, well, here are things that you could research. Which coaches are likely to send their kicker out for a 50-plus? Which kicker has attempted 50-plus yards, 50-plus yard field goals the year before? What was their percentage? How likely is the coach to send them out there again? Do you have the type of coach that – is conservative and will just kick a field goal, or do you have the coach of, a, of your is the is the coach of your kicker the type of coach that is going to gamble more and he's going to go for it on fourth down? Do you have the type of running back? Do you have a Derrick Henry on your team where you're going to hand the ball off and not kick field goals? There is a lot of research 
that goes into it. And while some of it is random and some of it is, is game flow, there is a skill set to it and there's research and there are things that you could use in the past that can help you draft the right kicker. Uh, that's, that's my view on it. Yep. I, I share I share a lot of that sentiment, uh, you know, almost in, entirely what you said. And just before we go to defense and the scoring system for defense, I just want to say that I, there's just something ironic about field goal kickers in fantasy football. I, I think anybody who watches football, you don't even have to play fantasy football. You just watch the NFL game. I, I think it's pretty clear that Justin Tucker is the best field goal kicker in the NFL. But there's an irony <laughs> to the Baltimore Ravens and Justin Tucker and, and uh, their success last year is while he's the best field goal kicker and he has the, the, the best leg and he can make them from 50, 55, 58, even in really cold weather games, what's taken started to take place last year. And I have a feeling it's going to continue is Lamar Jackson has talked Harbaugh into going into like some of these fourth and twos, fourth and threes. And that's one of the things that, you know, you have to actually consider that you wouldn't have had to consider in the past that now, you know, they're looking with that quarterback to do a little bit more gambling and not send Tucker out there. And uh, I think that took place a lot last year. Yeah. And we talked about like efficiency, right? Some teams are more efficient. Some teams, some coaches are have a little bit more of a gambler's mentality when you have a skilled position player like Lamar Jackson, you're going to go for it more frequently. Maybe a Pat Mahomes yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, some, something something you have to take into consideration. And then finally, team defense. Uh, everyone is drafting a team defense, and 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 let's go over what the different. Uh, scoring possibilities are for defense. So give us a rundown of what different leagues possibly do in terms of defensive scoring. And we talk about defense special teams. We're actually talking about not, not individual players. We're talking about actually a team defense and special teams. So you have either the New York Jets defense or the Pittsburgh Steeler defense. So you have that team and, and they're going to get points for certain things. They're going to get points for, uh, Turnovers that they create, whether it's a fumble or an interception, uh, they're going to get points for the amount of points that they actually give up in the game. Uh, they're going to get points depending on on your special team uh, kick returner or punt returner if they can score a touchdown for that, or if you intercept the ball and you actually run it back for a touchdown. Those are the different categories that will give points. Uh, there probably is a split. Some leagues do use yardage. They, they actually, depending on how much yards that, they, that the defense will give up, that is considered a category. Uh, I think it's kind of split 50-50 in the leagues I'm in. Some, some, some leagues do use the yardage component. Some leagues do not. Yeah, and, and and there are you know so we we call it defense slash special teams. So let's start with the special teams scoring that you may get. You'll get points if you return a kickoff for a touchdown. You'll get points if you return a punt for a touchdown. Some leagues actually will give you points if you block a punt or if you block a field goal. That's the special teams aspect of it. As far as the defensive aspect of it, 
uh, some leagues will give you points based on how many points your defense gives up, how many how much yards your defense gives up, if they sack the quarterback, if they recover a fumble, if they intercept the pass, and if any of those interceptions or fumbles go for touchdowns, you will get points as well. So let, let's go over the specific. Let's and then the one other special. category, Sue, I should mention, is, is, is the safety, uh, which is a, 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 uni- a unique play. But uh, if you... Safety as well. But a safety could be a block. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are different ways that a safety could happen. You could sack the quarterback in the end zone for safety. You could block a punt out of the end zone for safety. So well, let's get to the specifics of the scoring. Let's start with the special teams. What's the what's the typical scoring system for special teams uh, touchdown, either a kick return or a punt? Uh, six points. Six points to each of those. And I'm not. I'm, I guess I'm in a league or two that you will get something if you block a field goal or block a punt. And what you know, what's that usually? Is that just usually maybe a point or two? Usually a point. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Okay, and then let's get to the sacks, the interceptions, and the defensive fumble recoveries. What's the typical scoring for defense for those? A sack will be one. Uh, I think we tend to play in for turnovers uh, in, in some leagues. I, I, teams seem to, uh, sorry, leagues seem to give a little bit more points for an interception. So it may be one or two points for a fumble recovery and something like three or four points for intercepting a pass. Do you, do you find it usually that the lowest number given is for a sack and then it goes up a little to maybe a fumble and then maybe a little bit more for the deception? But uh, would you agree that sack is usually the least amount of points that are given for defense, whether it be one or two? Yes, I do. And um, interception for a touchdown or a fumble for a, a touchdown, what would the defense get for those particular plays? Uh, six points again. So if you're playing three for an interception and your defense picks the ball off and returns it for a touchdown, that one play will be worth nine points. Nine point play, that's right. Okay, and then let's go with uh, if you have the you know the defense and you have your favorite play, which is sack, fumble recovery in the end zone, touchdown in the end zone. How many points would that be total? Yeah, probably. if you're going sack three for a fumble. And six for a touchdown. Yeah, so it's a 10-point play. Right, depending, right, two. It depends on what it is. So it could be one or two for a sack. Whatever it is, you combine it. And uh, you mentioned it earlier, a safety, whether it's a sack in the end zone or you block a kick out of the end zone. What, what do leagues usually give uh, for that? Like like the NFL, the point in the NFL, it's a two-point play. It would be a two-point play in fantasy as well. Mostly just stick with the two-point play. And then I guess the, the the scoring system for the leagues that um, seem to be I don't know I guess I guess the sacks interceptions and fumbles are basically always right around that one or two for a sack two or three for a fumble two three or four for an interception just mean you know it, it's somewhere in that mix but. For defensive yardage given up and defensive points allowed, how does that work? That seems that that is very arbitrary. 
Um, and so let's get over there. Let's first start with the scoring and then let's get your thoughts on what you think uh, on, on that aspect of, of the defense. Yeah, so I think teams tend to, in, in leagues, teams, depending on how many points they will give up, they will structure some kind of uh, amount of tiers for the amount of points given up, for example. So something from like zero to six points, then something from like seven to 13 points, and, and going upwards. And uh, so depending on how many points they give up, they'll get a certain amount of points for that. Um, in some leagues, actually, if you have a horrendous defensive game, they'll actually take points away from your defense, minus points. Uh, and I think the same thing in the yardage, it will kind of get tiered depending on the, you know, you'll get the most points for the fewest yards given up. And it, it'll, it'll stagger up as you move up. Uh, you'll get less points as you give up more yards. And what would you say you know, the percentages of leagues um, that you are aware of or in yourself, uh, you know, do they always use points against, uh, yards against? Is it some leagues use one or the other? Is it, you know, mostly leagues don't use either? Well, what's the what's the percentage you think breakdown of whether, you know, most leagues use yards against and points against for defense? So for the most part, every league I know uses the points against, and I would say probably about half the leagues use yardage. That, that, that's my experience. I don't know about yours, but that tends to be my experience. And, and it's usually, you know, like you said, uh, it's tiered, right? You'll get a certain amount of points if you give up between zero and 150 yards and then less points if it's 151 to 250 and then less and keep going in tiers for points and yards against and uh you know every league is different and um and uh some use both some use one some don't use either uh what's your overall view on yards against and points against for defensive scoring yeah i i i i like the categories i think they're 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 important um I think there's a lot of thought that goes into, you know, you talked about the art of kicking. I think there is also some art involved in, 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 in looking at matchups and who, who's going to do better against certain teams. Uh, and I think there's a lot to be said about the, the defensive position, but, but I really do like having both those categories, generally speaking, in, in my defensive uh, setup. Yeah, I think, um, I think there's definitely an art and a skill to trying to pick the right defense. And I'm, I'm with you on points against. I'm not all the way there on yards against just because I think it may not be a true indicator of the game. If a team has just played a tremendous defensive game for almost three full quarters and they have a four touchdown lead and then they take their starters out and they are giving up, you know, little plays here and rolling up, you know, little, you know, they're just giving up yards and yards and yards for like the full fourth quarter, you know, maybe it won't end up looking good on your fantasy football scoreboard, but I don't think it's like a true indicator of the game. Well, I think points is is more 
likely a true indicator of the game. I'm, I'm just not there yet on yards because I think, you know, yards could be more of game flow and uh, a team just not really caring in the last 15 or even 20 minutes of a game. And a team's rolling up because they're just giving them, you know, short yardage passes. And at the end of the day, it looks like they gave up a fair amount of yards. So um, I'm with you on points against, not fully there on, uh, on yards against. Yeah, it's fair. Very fair. Very, absolutely very fair. All right. So we have, you know, talked about the point system for just for all the positions. So now just give us a recap of you're playing a game. You started 10 players. I started 10 players. We went over the positions. How would the game be determined who wins or loses? So as we mentioned, all these categories and points that get accumulated as a result. So you're going to add up all of the cat, all of your players' points. So let's say your quarterback has 24 points in his game. Uh, you've got two running backs out there. They get their points. Maybe one has eight points in the game. The other one has 17. And you add up each of your positions. Um, that you, you add your running back, sorry, you add your wide receivers, the tight end, your flex spot, and your kicker in your defense, and you come up with a, with a point total. And so you, let's say my point total of my 10 players is, is 146 points, and we add up your 10 players, Brett, and they add up to 158 points. You beat me 158 points to 146 points. You get the win, and I get the loss. And it would be like a regular season game. You know, I would be 1-0 under that situation. You'd be 0-1. And then we would play a different – we both would be playing different teams in the league next year, next week. And they would go until probably 13 weeks. And your record would be whatever it is after 13 weeks. And then you would have a playoff system like the NFL does. So that's how the scoring works. You just add up your 10 starters – versus your opponent's 10, 10 starters, and the most points win. And it's as, uh, you know, it's as, it's as basic as that. Of course, down the road, we're going to, you know, get into which players and, and, um, and, and draft strategies, all of that. But we're just talking about the basics. And the one thing that I want to leave everyone with, and then, you know, you anything you want to add to that, Andrew, is that – it doesn't matter if you've been playing fantasy football for 20 years, 10 years, or this is your first year. The most important thing is when you're in a league, go to the league details and understand and make sure you are fully aware of the league scoring. Um, because I know people that, you know, enter leagues and even playing fantasy football, and they don't even know the league rules. Uh, but so take a minute, go to the league details, check out the scoring system. Some leagues are very, very heavily weighted towards, you know, passing yards. Maybe it's 15 points passing for every point, not 20. So you want to get as great a quarterback as you can, or they're more weighted towards running backs or receivers, or they're giving a lot of points for a defense and a kicker, and you need to pay attention to that position. I mean, I just think that understanding your league rules, 
going to the league uh, details and, and, and looking at the scoring system that the commissioner of that league has set up is very, very important, no matter how many years you've been playing fantasy football. So I'm sure you also agree with that. I know you do that immediately in every league that you enter for the first time. And you always do a refresher course as well, just to double check things. So I'm sure you agree with me that a lot of people are very cavalier about entering leagues and they don't do the due diligence, which is is really needed in in any sort of fantasy football league. When people ask me for advice uh, about who they should draft in, 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 a, in a fantasy league. The first question I ask them, what type of scoring system you have? What do you, what's the quarterback get for a touchdown? Is it a PPR league? So, so I, I, I want to know that immediately. So to your point, yes, that's, it's, it's super important. The great part about all this too, is you didn't have the benefit of, of the computer when you started this. I joked around previously calling it the pen and paper era where you guys used to actually have to track this. The great part about that, these, these leagues are all automated and online real time in, in, in almost every instance where, you know, when, when I'm playing you in that game on a, and, and, and the NFL week starts on a Thursday and finishes on a Monday in most, in most weeks, um, those points are tracked in, in real time. So as Brett's accumulating his points in, in his matchup against me, we're tracking this over the, over the course of the, of, of, the, of the NFL week. So the great part about it is these websites do that. Um, there are, in most of the leagues that I'm in, there are a variety of leagues that do do it. Most of the leagues I'm in, are, we use CBS uh, Sports for, for our fantasy league. There are Yahoo leagues and ESPN leagues out there as well. Don't give you as much flexibility as maybe the CBS League does, but the Yahoo and ESPN ESPN leagues are are free uh, free of charge. Yeah, if you're starting out a league, you know, talk to the people in the league, set the rules that you like, take votes on what you want to do, um, create your own scoring system, you know, have fun with it, enjoy it, and if you're enjoying an existing league. Really understand your league, understand the rules, understand the scoring system. It'll be um, really one of the most important things you need to prepare for your draft is to understand the scoring system and, and, and take a few minutes and look at that and, 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 have, and think about how that will affect your draft. So I think we've covered just about everything in terms of uh, joining leagues, you know, starting a league, how you go about it, the scoring system, uh, the points, who wins or loses, how the schedule works, how the season schedule works, how the postseason works. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to take everyone along the way on a journey, starting from creating your league, different types of drafts, and we'll have something for everybody um, as we go down the road and hopefully – will help prepare people and uh, give a better understanding to people that really want to participate in fantasy football who felt overwhelmed in the past because they watch or see podcasts and listen to shows that talk to you like you've been playing for 20 years when you're only in your first year or second year of doing it. So that's, that's something we want to do that we don't think really anyone else is doing. Yeah. That's well said, and uh, we we will continue doing this uh, on the next episode. But this has been a lot of fun talking about this part, and uh, onwards and upwards. And again, uh, we're hoping everybody's doing okay out there, and uh, 
keep keep your heads cool, everybody. Uh, Brett, thanks very much. Uh, enjoyed this again, and we'll we'll see everybody in the next episode.